and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's week two of the National Football League. I'm joined once again by Bill in Florida. And Bill on the podcast last week told me, he advised me, I guess, not to bet against Tampa Bay. I took the Dallas Cowboys. I was 4-0 for the week until that point. I should have listened to you, Bill. What an interesting week one. It was a fantastic week one. It was so ha- it was so great to see the game back and watch all the great games. You had kickers missing. You had overtime. You had great plays, amazing catches. The AFC South all played on Sunday, and nobody won. It was amazing. Two of them played each other, and they ended in a tie. That's how interesting it was. Yeah, you want, I mean, statistically, that's almost impossible, and they found a way to do it. So yep. Uh, yep. five of the top seven teams in the Circus Survivor Pool are out. The Colts, Titans, Niners, Broncos, and Bengals all got eliminated, and the Saints survived by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. Somehow they rallied against Atlanta in a very interesting game as well. But uh, I expect, you know, week one was kind of the underdog week. Week two, I have a funny feeling a little more chalk's going to come to the surface, but we'll find out. Home teams last week, 10 and 6 against the spread. Favorites, actually 8 and 8 against the number. So even though the underdogs were barking, if they didn't win outright, actually the favorites tended to cover. And then the unders, a really good week on the unders. The unders went 11 and 5 against the number. I think there'll be some unders on Bill's card this week. So in week number one, I think I went four and one. So I have bragging rights over Bill for at least one week, but it's an 18-week season, so I can't get too high or too low. And Bill, it's your pick first. Who are you going with? Well, the first game I'm looking at is the uh, Jets at Cleveland. And I think this is going to be kind of a sloppy game. I think it's going to be a, a game that it's going to be, they're going to struggle to uh, score points. I think the Browns are going to stick to their running game with Nick Chubb. And and I think, you know, the last four games that they played against each other, the the, the under is 4-0. And the Browns' last six versus a team with a losing record, and I know it's only 0-1 for the Jets, but they're 6-0 in the under. And that's why I'm picking the – that's why I'm picking the under at 40.5 points. And I think it could be playable down to 38, but we'll see. What's your first pick there? Yeah, uh, Bill, I like the take there because I'm playing the same game. I'm on the Jets plus the six at Cleveland. So low low scoring game gives me a better shot. And one of the big questions is it the same old Jets? Well, maybe, but I'm not so sure. The Jets actually held the Ravens to 63 yards rushing. They actually outgained the Ravens by over 100 yards. They had 11 more first downs. Special teams and Flacco disappointed for the most part. How about this? The Ravens scoring drives in that game, seven yards, 30 yards, 44 yards. And finally, they had one good drive, 88 yards. But Cleveland won the Baker Bowl last week. That should create a little bit of an emotional letdown. The Browns ran for 217 yards last week. I agree with you, Bill. I think they're going to be committed to it. I don't like their passing game to begin with. The Jets, though, were able to stop the run last week. I actually think the Jets might be a live dog this week, so I'm going to grab the six on New York over Cleveland. Pick two, Bill. Who do you got? I'm looking at the Steelers game. Steelers are their home opener against the Patriots, and it's pretty interesting when you look you know, you know, look deeper into the trends. The Patriots are 0-4 against the spread in their last four road games, and the Patriots are 5-2 and against the spread in their last seven meetings in Pittsburgh. 
but it seems like the Patriots, they're dealing with an injury, you know, with Mac Jones and unsure if he's going to play. And Mike Tomlin is 17 and 15 against the spread in Heinz Field. That's why I like the Steelers. This seems like it's a low number, but at a point and a half, I love them being favored at home. I think this is a solid thing. I think Pittsburgh was a really surprise team last week. I think all the Mitch Trubisky hate was overblown, and I think they really actually look pretty good. I know they're going to be without T.J. Watt, but they still have to find an answer for that defensive line. They also got to find an answer for Najee Harris, who today said they were going to play. What do you think, Jeremy? Well, I'll tell you what, this is interesting, Bill, uh, because we're going head to head. There's no doubt about it. We had to do it eventually. This is our first showdown. I'm on the Patriots minus the one and a half of the Steelers. Yes, there's some injury question marks out there. Harris, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I, I have him on my guillotine league so I could live with him playing. But I look at the turnover battle. The Steelers were outgained two to one, but they really won that game because of the plus five in the turnover battle. That allowed them to pull the upset at Cincinnati. The Patriots, that was their eighth loss in 10 trips to Miami. A crazy stat. So that's part of the reason I'm not going to overreact here. Plus, the Patriots turned it over three times last week. I think those turnover margins should be much, much different this week. So after playing mostly home dogs last week, I'm going to take a road favorite on the Patriots minus the one and a half and go head to head against you, Bill. (laughs) I'm getting payback for that Buccaneer Cowboy game we talked about last week. That was the one in the four and one, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder, Bill. You have yeah. to, you know, put that knife in there a little bit more. I would have been very happy at five and oh, but yes, I got that one wrong. So if I go four and one and you win this game, I won't complain. All right. Pick three. Who do you got? I like uh, the Panthers game. They're going to New York to play the Giants. This one, it seems like it's a pretty, it's, it's pretty chalky, but I do like it because I like chalk. Um, the under is 5-0 and in the Giants' last five games, you know, especially after they gained 200 yards on the ground. And I think with Brian Dayball being a new head coach and having the guts that he showed going for two after that touchdown. And I think if Saquon can continue to run like he ran last week, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And for this to be a 43-and-a-half game is really a good number to pick the under with. And I also like the under in the first half, but you just don't know. And it's going to be a nice, bright, sunny day. But I think once the Giants get the lead, they're just going to pound the rock and they're going to run them into the ground. And what do you think? Are we going against each other on this one, too? Uh, no, we're not. And actually, I played both the Carolina game to the under last week and the Giant game to the under last week. I cashed one, lost one. I like that take there. Um, you know, when I put out my unders later this week, I'll probably agree with you. My pick three is actually the Green Bay Packers minus the nine and a half over the Chicago Bears. I grabbed it before it gets to 10. It's already moved up from eight and a half, of course. Remember last year, the Packers lost 38 to three in the opener at New Orleans. They bounced back the next week and beat Detroit by 18. They've been in this spot before. The Packers have lost four of six at Minnesota. So last week wasn't a complete surprise. If Bill had really talked me out of that Cowboy pick against the Buccaneers. I would have picked the Vikings. I should have picked the Vikings, but I didn't. The Packers have won the last four against the Bears by double digits. The Bears benefited last week from everything. I mean, the weather was crazy. 49er turnovers. They made a couple of them. And San Francisco had 12 penalties. Statistically, 
The 49ers won that game by 1.3 yards per play. The Bears were dominated. They had no reason to be in the game, yet alone win the game. Yeah, I'm I'm back in Green Bay here big time, minus the nine and a half against Chicago. Who do you got next, Bill? I like that pick. And I, like, <clears throat> I like that pick that you had. That's really a good pick because I think they will bounce back. Uh, the next pick I have is the Indianapolis Colts going to Jacksonville playing the Jaguars. Now, this is fascinating because the Colts ended with a tie. And the Jaguars actually look fairly good against the Commanders. I don't know how that's going to play out at home. I think with, you know, the new head coach, who's actually a good person, and the young team that they have, you know, with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, you know, they're centering their offense around. I think they're going to have a great shot. This number is plus four. The Colts are 3-12-1 against the spread in the last 16 meetings between the Colts and the Jaguars. And also, the home team is 6-2-1 and one against the spread in their last nine meetings. So I really think the Jags are going to show up when they get home, and they're going to cover that plus four. They may lose outright, but I think they're going to cover, and I really do believe they're going to they're win that game. And where, what do you stand on that? Well, I, I looked at that game quite a bit. And by the way, I got to give you props. You picked the Bears last week, and I forgot to mention that. And they not only covered for you, but they barked. And they got yeah. the job done. When I looked at that Colts game, to be honest, I what what scares me there is Indianapolis was eliminated by Jacksonville to basically make the playoffs, right? Right. Um, and that whole revenge angle, I know Matt Ryan wasn't a part of that team, but after a, a tie at the Texans, I think the Colts are going to absolutely give the Jags their best shot. Plus, there's that little bit of revenge angle for the Colts. You might be right on the plus four, but if I were to play the money line, I'm going to probably back Indianapolis here. It's not a play, of course, but I would lean that direction. But we could both win. I could win on the money line. You could win on the plus four, and we could both be happy. My fourth play is going to be on the Baltimore Ravens, minus the three and a half over the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins rookie coach made some great decisions, and they were plus three in the turnover battle against New England. I'm still not sold on the Dolphins, though. Bill picked the Ravens. On the over for the win total for the year, and I agree, I don't have a lot to this handicap other than the fact I think the Ravens can cover the three and a half. The Dolphins benefited too much from the turnovers. So give me Baltimore at home minus the three and a half. Coach Harbaugh, pretend it's the preseason. Yeah, do what you do in the preseason. Just run it up. Leave no doubt. Let's get it done. Bill, pick five. Who do you got? Well, before I give you my pick five, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to support your pick with the Dolphins because the Dolphins are one and nine against the spread the last 10 times that they faced the Ravens. And they're also three and eight against the spread on their last 11 games on the road. So I think that's a great pick. I'm a Dolphins fan as well. That's my AFC team, but it, the numbers and the trends just point towards that pick. I love that pick. So, Bill, I expect you to back that pick on Twitter then so I can add the extra unit on the Ravens, okay? Do your job. Go to Twitter. Vote <laughs> for that pick so we can back it for an extra unit. I can absolutely do that. But my fifth Perfect. pick is going to be a game that I would have probably talked you out of last week. But being a Buccaneers fan, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New Orleans to face the Saints. And the Buccaneers are 1-7 in, in their last eight meetings. And the last time the Bucs won in New Orleans in the regular season was in 2018. And you know who the quarterback was for them? Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they put up 539 yards of offense. And he 
he covered that's the last time they won and that's actually the last time they covered was and it was 46 to 40 it was an amazing game for a bucks fan but they haven't been able they've had the bucks number even with tom brady the goat they've had the bucks number at home this is a this is these are two teams that don't like each other that look forward to facing each other and the lat tom brady is 0 and 6 against them the last 3 years and it's just it's I want them to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Bucks fan. I want them to win. But when it comes to talking money and betting, I'm taking the Saints minus the two and a half at home. What do you think? Welcome to the dark side, Bill. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I know, right? You know, you bring up Ryan Fitzpatrick in that game, 46 to 40. I think it brings up bad memories because I think I probably played the under in that game for whatever reason. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got to get that out of my head. Solid pick, though. I, I I support the Saints. That's the side I'd be leaning on as well. My final play on the card this week is the San Francisco 49ers minus the nine and a half over Seattle. So I apologize. Very chalky card for me, but I think things even out a little bit. Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, they won their biggest game of the year on Monday night, beating Russell Wilson, of course. I see a major letdown upcoming for the Seahawks. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they got embarrassed at Chicago. Trey Lance and Coach Shanahan, they're the ones out to prove a point this week. Hopefully Kittle is back. Now some scary numbers. I have to admit it because I know Bill will probably tell me this. The Seahawks have swept the 49ers in each of the last two years, so that scares me. And they've won seven of eight at San Fran, so that scares me. This is a division rivalry, so we have that angle. But I think it's a redemption angle for the 49ers here, and that's what I'm going to back plus the double revenge angle for getting swept by the Seahawks the last couple of years, I think is a big letdown spot for Seattle. I'm going to lay the points. It's a huge number, nine and a half, but I'm going Chalk City, San Francisco, minus the nine and a half over Seattle. That's a big so number. That's our five. Bill, uh, what, uh, what a, you know, before we get to our recap in a moment here, any other thoughts on what you see with the week two card? Uh, you know what? I like the Bengals over the Cowboys. Uh, just because of the Dak Prescott angle. I do like the Titans this week against the Bills to cover. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they could cover. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking for another great, you know, week in the NFL. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this. Um, and I think that's about it. That's a, I, You know, we've made some really good picks. I think we, we're really in a good shot. We're really in a good position for this. So you're going you to let didn't... me stay in first place for another week, right? Absolutely. If you can. Okay. I, I, like, well, that. I, I know, like that. I'm the one picking the bucks or picking against the bucks this time. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't talk you thing, out of it. You notice that, right? That's true. Yeah. And you know, another thing too, is the lions are favored by two and a half over the commanders. Now I, now that's something I might get on later on, but we'll, we'll have to see. Cause I don't know. The commanders look pretty good. And Carson Wentz looked like the, you know, the MVP of 2017 again. So other than the turnovers, he had, he had a bad pick there. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But I, the fun fact about that lions thing is I think the last time they were favored in a game, I weighed like 50 pounds less. <laughs> that's how long it's been since Detroit was favored in a football game. That's a crazy long period of time, but uh, Bill, we'll have you recap your five in just a moment. I'm going to go through my five. One more time. My card. I'm on the New York jets, J E T S jets, 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 plus the six at Cleveland. I'm on the New England Patriots going head-to-head with Bill. I'm laying the one-and-a-half at Pittsburgh. Turnover battle will even out. I'm on the Green Bay Packers, minus the nine-and-a-half over the Chicago Bears. 
put a cheese head on me for at least one night. I'm on the Baltimore Ravens minus the three and a half over the Miami Dolphins. And I'm on the San Francisco 49ers to bounce back and absolutely crush the Seahawks minus the nine and a half. Bill, recap your five again. I'm on the uh, Jets and Browns game to be under 40 and a half points. I like that. The Patriots and the Steelers, I like the Steelers in their home opener opening up as uh, point and a half favorites. I met the Giants and the Carolina Panthers under the 43 and a half. The Colts going to Jacksonville to face the Jags. I like the Jags at home, the plus four. They may cover. I believe they will cover. I, they may win the game. And taking my Bucks to lose to the Saints with the two and a half point spread. I think it's. Uh, that's the way the Bucks have always started against the Saints, it seems like, every year. And that's my five. I love it. I love it. Bill, last year, of course, won 58%. I won 57%. We're just one week into the fun, but it is going to be fun. Bill, thank you for joining me as always. And for all of you out there, thank you for joining us. Don't chase money. What, what's my line at the Bill? I can't even remember my own line. So oh, I can't. Don't chase money. <laughs> Have fun. Let's cash some tickets together, everyone. Yeah, Bill, it's a long day. Sorry about that. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.